afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today uh, here on Talk Radio NYC and on my Facebook live stream already. Ah, welcome, Adam. Welcome, Larry. Welcome, Bahar. Oh, Bahar, you're turning into like such a loyal fan. Thank you so much. I hope you guys are all doing well. We've got a very interesting show today with a guest on the phone, and uh, I will introduce her shortly. But first, of course, we have your quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Believing you can, you can, though you might not. Believing you can't won't change that you can. It just hides it. Whereas simply getting started, however timid your first steps are, and consistently moving in the direction of your dreams day after day will eventually create such unstoppable momentum, you'll find it nearly impossible to believe that there was ever a time when you wavered. Let's give them something to talk about the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Wow, Facebook Live really blowing up today. Welcome, Joseph, Mary. Oh, I miss you, Mary. I hope you're doing well. Um, David, thank you, David. Um, anyway, so this is a great quote from the universe. And it's something, you know, kind of a little bit of a different take on that old quote that says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. But really what the universe is saying here is if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you still can, but you just are closed to the possibility. And when we're closed to the possibility, then we're not going to, even if we still can. And this is so true for so much in life that we, we come up with these stories in our head and these mental machinations about how things are and the way things are and why we can't do this and why we can't do that. And the truth is, they're all just made-up stories in our head. And as long as we believe the stories, they are 100% true for us. They may not be true for anybody else in the world, but they are 100% true for us. And what the universe is saying here, however, regardless of what you believe, if you just start taking steps in the direction you want to go, as it says, however timid at first, and consistently move in that direction, you will eventually get to a point where all of those steps and all of those actions will turn around whatever disbelief you may have inside of you until you get to the point where you can't help but believe that you can and that this thing will happen. Because it's all about about taking the action as if it were possible, as if it were true, even if we can't believe it, even if it seems uh, crazy. If we move in that direction, we absolutely will eventually get to that point that you can't even believe you ever thought it was impossible. Look, this is not anything really complicated. It really is not. Just put one foot in front of the other. As long as you know where to go, as long as you know that direction, just move that way. Now, again, our beliefs are going to work on us. Our beliefs are going to either uh, encourage us to do that or discourage us from do that. And if our beliefs discourage us from moving in that direction, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. There's going to be some more resistance thrown up. And it may not even be resistance coming from us because if we believe that we can't do something or that we can't get somewhere, 
that energy will cause these external manifestations that will prove to us we're right because we always want to be proven right. And so because we always want to be proven right, whenever we have a belief about something, things will pop up in our life to prove us right. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean we can't do the things we want to do. So, this is a wonderful quote from the universe. I think encouraging us all to give up this idea that we can't. Whatever that, that we can't do blank, that we can't be blank, that we can't blank. Whatever that blank is, let's give up the word can't. And let's just move in that direction. Because if we're moving in that direction, at least we're admitting the possibility. And then at least by admitting the possibility, we give ourselves a shot. So, all right. Wonderful quote from the universe. I really like this one. I hope you guys like it. Ooh, I got some nice uh, feedback here on the Facebook Live. Oh, Elizabeth, welcome. Joe Sam, welcome. Bahar, oh, I'm glad you like this one today. Okay. So, let's see what the Abraham has for us today. Oh, this is a little bit more. Let's see. Anything you desire, the universe can find a way to let it happen within the context of people's natural, joyful desires. It must be, for this is a joy-based universe. Very much in alignment to our first quote. And so, as you watch children playing in the mud and having great joy in it, you might not enjoy playing in the mud, but they do. And so, there's somebody enjoying doing something you don't want to do. And that pretty much applies to everything. There's someone who would enjoy doing everything that you don't want to do. And if it really came down to where there was really not one person willing to do that thing, you would develop another way of approaching it. There are a lot of things that were in your history that you no longer participate in. You left them behind because nobody wanted to do them. Abraham. Very interesting quote. Very, very much in alignment with our first quote from the universe. And basically saying... That anything we desire, the universe can find a way to let it happen in our natural, joyful expression. Because Abraham says this all the time, joy is our most natural expression. We are only not in joy when we're resisting it. Abraham talks about actively holding the cork underwater, right? Where the cork And if we, or the cork is joy, and if we actively resist joy, we're holding it under the water. But once we let go of that resistance, what happens to the cork? We let go of it, it floats to the top of the water. The joy naturally comes out. And this is a very true quote that kind of everything that's going on today, there is somebody who enjoys in some respect doing it. And this is a very important thing for us entrepreneurs to keep in mind because so many of us think that we have to do everything. um, And that's not true. We can get people around us. We can hire people. We can get interns. We can develop partnerships with the people who have opposite and complementary skills and, and enjoyment than we do on different tasks. And that when we partner up or we bring other people in and we allow them to do the thing that they enjoy doing that we don't enjoy doing, we can get a lot done. So just because we don't like doing something doesn't mean that there's nobody out there who doesn't enjoy doing that. You don't like to clean? Great. There are plenty of OCD people out there who want everything as clean as possible. Get one of them. You don't like to organize things? Wonderful. There are amazing people out there who can organize things. You don't want to keep track of stuff? There are virtual assistants who will do keep track of everything for you. You just got to pay them a few bucks, right? There's always, no matter what it is that we like or that we don't like, there is always somebody else out there who enjoys doing that very thing that we don't like. 
And interestingly, what Abraham says is that um, the thing that there are things in our history that that no longer exist because nobody wants to participate in it. And that's very true, right? There are no longer slaves building pyramids in Egypt, as an example, right? I mean, there are things that happened hundreds and thousands of years ago that were excruciating and nobody enjoyed doing it anymore. And we evolved away from that. And yes, technology is a part of that. The, the industrial revolution is a part of that. But again, like even if the industrial revolution makes something uh, irrelevant, if people still enjoy doing it, it would still be around. I mean, yeah, there are a lot less uh, um, horse-drawn carriages than there used to be because people don't enjoy going slow. They enjoy going faster, so they're going to use a car. But if you go to Central Park, to Central Park South, there are still horse-drawn carriages lined up at the south end of the park because there are still people who enjoy driving horse-drawn carriages, and there's still people who enjoy riding in horse-drawn carriages. Now, I'm not making any statement about the condition of the horses. Don't go, like, you know, sending me hate mail because I'm endorsing, you know, cruelty to animals. I'm not. I love animals. I love horses. They should be uh, taken care of and adored and, and, you know, treated magnificently. Not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to bring out the point that even when something becomes relatively obsolete, if somebody still enjoys it, it's still there. And it's only when there are no longer anybody around, this is what Abraham is saying, when there's nobody around that enjoys doing that thing, that thing will disappear. It disappears from our reality. It disappears from our consciousness. It may still be in the history books, but nobody is doing it anymore. And again, our natural state is joy. If you don't enjoy doing some aspect of your life, of your business, of your career, be like Tim Ferriss and outsource everything. Okay? Outsource it. There are people out there who do enjoy it. So, a wonderful, wonderful quote from Abraham and from the universe. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I appreciate all the love on the Facebook Live, getting lots of hearts and thumbs up. I really appreciate you all. And uh, you know what? Um, since we're about to go to break, I'm going to wait to introduce my guest until we come back. <coughs> so you're all going to have to stay tuned to find out who my amazing, amazing guest is um, who's on the line right now. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And I forgot to mention at the top of the hour that this is the first of another double header. I have so many amazing guests. I, I have to add a second show. So right after this show, make sure you stay tuned to my next show. So I got another great guest on the line. But now let me introduce to you the amazing Madison Taylor. Madison is the co-founder and editor-in-chief of the popular inspirational website and daily newsletter, Daily Ohm, and is responsible for all of its contents. As a recognized leader in self-help and new thought spirituality, Taylor has more than 20 years of experience in personal development and alternative healing methodologies. She has contributed to national publications and is a popular guest on many radio shows, including this one. Um, Hay House recently has published her best-selling books, Daily Ohm, Inspirational Thoughts for a Happy, Healthy, and Fulfilling Day, and Daily Ohm, Learning to Live. And she is also the number one Billboard recording artist with her line of guided meditation albums. And we are very pleased to have her on the show to talk about her newest book, Unmedicated. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Madison. Madison. Madison, darling, are you there? We're not hearing you. Did you mute yourself? Maybe you need to mute yourself. No, that's me. Madison, you there? Uh, we're not hearing you, Madison. Maybe if you could uh, hang up and, and call back in in a minute, okay? Um, so, uh, Madison, um, Daily Ohm, for those who don't know... Uh, a Daily Ohm is one of those websites that is, is one of the most popular websites out there that that has like a daily uh, uh, um, message that goes out that you can get. I, I actually subscribe to it. They kind of tell you like what's going on today. It has amazing contributors and and has uh, amazing uh, people uh, uh, on it. And I think let's see. Do we have. Madison back? Hey, there you are. Now we hear you. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you, Madison? Well, I'm well. Thanks for having me. Sorry about the little glitch. No problem. No problem. I just gave you this amazing introduction. I was like, Madison, Madison, where's Madison? Is Madison there? Thank you. So, Madison, so, so, so let's just talk a little bit about Daily Ohm because, I mean, Daily Ohm is a, a real industry juggernaut now, isn't it? Um, it is. We have close to 4 million subscribers. Um, yeah. <laughs> we started in about 2004, and it really just snowballed, and that just really shows you that people are really interested in this material. People want to change their lives. Absolutely. And my belief is, is that people should be able to change their lives without costing them thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. So I give away my writing every day for free, mm-hmm. which is my contribution. Uh, but my husband and I started it together to really help make a difference and help shift the planet as we're coming into this new age. Absolutely. What do you think is the, because there are a number of sort of inspirational websites out there, what is it about Daily Ohm that you think really captured people's imagination that it's, it's you know, become such a popular website? Well, I think um, people can really feel my heart. Mm. And I don't write about anything that I haven't experienced myself. And it okay. comes from the depths of my heart. Mm. And we make the site really beautiful. We don't bombard yeah. people with advertising. Yeah. Uh, we make it a nice respite for people to come to. And we were lucky because we were the, one of the first, really, yeah. to start this. And so we got in on it early, and people really trust us and they really take ownership with us they call it their daily ohm and they call themselves <laughs> omers and it's yes. really endearing and i just have a really wonderful community wonderful wonderful um so now you've written um uh two prior books um daily ohm inspirational thoughts for a happy healthy fulfilling day and daily ohm learning to live but your new book isn't a daily ohm book how come it is not a daily own book. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Uh, because I think people wanted something more from me. They wanted to know my story and where I came from and what led up to me doing the work that I do now. 
and that's really the basis of the book. It really talks about um, my childhood and my trauma and drama and my cycling uh. through depression and anxiety and how I used all that um, to be my superpower now so that I can help other people in return. And so I don't think people wanted another Daily Own book. The feedback I was getting from people is that they wanted to know, you know, how did you get to do this in your life? How did you mm. come to this place? And how do you know everything that you know? And how can you espouse this wisdom? And so mm. this book is really a love letter to humanity, um, chronicling and um, bringing them on my journey. Wow. So so you mean you're like the rest of us, like you had childhood trauma and like you had scary things and like life wasn't handed to you on a silver platter? You know, it's the biggest misconception <laughs> people have with me. They think that I was born with a silver spoon in my uh, mouth and life was handed to me and that everything comes to me easily. And I had a very abusive and traumatic childhood. I had my first uh, panic attack in the third grade. Oh, my God. So I would say that's less than ideal. And yeah. by the time I was in high school... I was in full-on anxiety, sweating mm. down to my waist every day, and I was suicidal. Wow. Wow. So that really severe uh, trauma. Now we're not talking light stuff. We're talking heavy stuff. What do you think is the difference between someone like you who you know, lives through the trauma but then eventually like, finds sort of your path and, and, and eventually heals from it versus those who get so stuck in their trauma uh, that, you know, they do end up committing suicide or they do end up on Prozac for the rest of their life or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really interesting question. And it's a lot to take in and think about. I think that for me... Um, I was brought into this world with this purpose, and I think that, um, I hope that your viewers as well think that this just isn't our only life, this lifetime. Mm, and yeah. for me, I think it took many lives to get to this point where I had the strength, energy, and courage to break through all of this. I didn't mm. want to live another life in this way. And I also knew that if I killed myself, I would immediately be sent back into another body and have to relive all of this again. So why not work through it this right. lifetime so my next lifetime can be a lot better and more fulfilling. Um, it's so, so a basically lot of my work now is to really help people to prevent suicide. I, I want wow. to have people know that they can work through this and have a beautiful life that um, there isn't anything that can't be dealt with or worked through. Nothing is insurmountable. Hmm. So, so basically, it sounds to me like you're saying like it's a spiritual difference. It's like when the soul is ready, we find the, the healers and the teachers we need. Absolutely. I mean, you can read as many books as you want and watch movies and listen to radio shows and go to healers, but it's like an alcoholic or a drug addict. If you don't feel it at the depth of your soul that you're ready, then the true yeah. healing won't happen. So it yeah. really needs to be that inner whisper, that inner voice. You know, and that comes to us differently because we're all different people. But for right. me, I just felt this absolute um, overwhelming inner knowing that I just had to hang in there and I could do this. Mm, getting lots of hearts for you on that one on the Facebook Live. Mm. Um, okay, so the book, Unmedicated, where does the title come from? <laughs> the title came in meditation, which is ah, really great. Okay. And I want to say I'm not anti-medication. Medication absolutely served a purpose for me, and it mm. saved my life. Um, but it came in, and came in meditation to me, and I thought, oh, that's a really strong title. That's going to be a hard sell. and. Mm. And it turns out a lot of publishers were scared of the title, and they told oh, me, we really? love your book, but you've got to change the title. And this is great um, for your entrepreneurs to hear this. I mm -hmm. actually um, started considering, oh, here's these great publishing houses that have been in business for hundreds of years. They're telling me to change my title. Maybe I should pay attention to that. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back into meditation and really you know, sort this out. And as soon as I did, I thought and felt in my body that I was going to barf. And I knew <laughs> in that moment that I was oh, not supposed to change, change the title. And you know mm -hmm. what happened next? What happened? Simon and Schuster called me the next day and said, we love your book and we love your title. Really? Wow. 
<laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, good story to stick to your guns and really trust your gut. Absolutely, absolutely. And and most of the people I know who have had on my show who have achieved, you know, great success, it, it's the same thing. They kind of stick to their guns. They don't let people tell them, you know, to change something that in their gut, in their heart of heart, they know they should stick with. So that's a very important lesson. Um, was there, um, so I know you mentioned that like your audience wanted something a little bit different from your first two books, but was there something, uh, specific, um, th that, that kind of, uh, prompted you to, to write this third book? Um, yes, actually, you know, with Daily Elm and my first two books, I've really stayed hidden and I stayed hidden on purpose because I wanted, um, people to concentrate on my work, not on the person who puts the work out. I see. Um, to me, you know, make judgments. Oh, she's right. this, she's that. And for a long time, I actually didn't even put my name on Daily Ohm. And so I was getting the nudge from spirit that I needed to go to the next level and mm. let people see me. Because my first two books, I didn't even go out on a book tour. And uh, I really heard that people need to see see me and when yeah. I use the word see it's more not so much visual but really feel me yeah. um, my heart and to you know start really getting out there on tour and um, you know I would do radio shows until the cows came home but I avoided public speaking for uh. a lot of reasons and so Yes, this book needed to be different so that I could get out and um, get over some of my own fears, which was public speaking. I avoided it for 52 years. Uh, but so that really people could see, hey, I am just like you. This is what I've gone through. And I'm getting over my fears while doing it at the same time. So there's really a lot with this book. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I see that a lot with people sometimes. Um, there was a, actually, I remember there was a, not on my show, but another show on the network, a Courtney Hale show, Finding the Force. She she was doing a show, and there was a woman who was like a, a spiritual sex coach, and so she before coming on, she wasn't sure whether she wanted to be on the video or not. She wasn't sure if she wanted to use her real name or not, and and we kind of. Uh, you know, talked to her and said, well, don't you want to let other women know, like be an example that they can relate to that, like, it's okay to be into this stuff and to be out there. And she sat and thought about it for a while and felt into her body, said, okay, yeah, she, she just needed to kind of process that. But it is very interesting how, you know, we tend to be a bit shy about certain things, but then we forget, like there are people looking to us and that we can be an example for others to follow. We don't necessarily have to do it for ourselves. That's right. And the need for me to help more people really overcame mm. my own selfishness for staying behind the scenes. Yeah. And so I knew it would not only help me, but it would help so many people. And I'm getting so many emails from people saying they're reading the book, they're working the program. And, you know, this is how we shift the world, right? It's through right. our actions, as right. you talk about. So it's not just sitting on our butts twiddling our thumbs, we need to absolutely. absolutely step up to the plate. Yes, yes. And as uh, Marianne Williamson says in our favorite, favorite quote, that, you know, it, it's by letting our own light shine that we give permission to other people to let their light shine. It, it couldn't be more true. And, yeah. you know, so many times, too, we just need to get out of our own way. Yes. And I just think that is such a big block for so many of us if we can just step aside and get out of our own way because we are Absolutely. the only people that are stopping our dreams from coming true. It's not <laughs> anyone else. It's ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It's time for us to take another break, Madison. I want you to hold the line. When we come back, let's start talking about the four pillars that you talk about in the book and, and give our audience some, some juicy stuff. Okay. All right, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Madison Taylor, founder, co-founder and editor-in-chief of Daily Ohm and author of the book, Unmedicated. And we'll be right back after these messages. Ding, 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 ding. 
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Madison Taylor, author of the book, Unmedicated. So Madison, in your book, you have what you call your four pillars for kind of shifting your life. What are the four pillars briefly, and then we'll get into them. Sure. Pillar one is clear your mind. Pillar two Mm -hmm. is nurture your spirit. Pillar three is strengthen your body. And pillar four is finding your tribe. Hmm. Okay, clear the mind, find the spirit. Okay, so so uh, let's start with pillar one then, clearing the mind. How do people yeah. clear their minds? So there's a few steps. Um, in each pillar I give some action steps and then also some more voluntary things to do if they want sort of extra homework. But the most mm-hmm. important, and cue the eye rolls now, <laughs> is um, learning meditation. Ah. And I always tell people you wouldn't leave the house without brushing your teeth in the morning, right? You wouldn't dream of it or taking a shower. And for me, I don't dare leave the house without meditating first. And Mm. the reason is because it creates more space in my brain, in my day, so that I have the toolbox ready, set, go for when I go out to greet the world. So it's sort right. of like clearing your slate, right, and having a fresh start. Right. Uh, people really underestimate the power of meditation. And, um, and a lot of people are scared of it still. They think you have to go to India to learn it and wear robes <laughs> and sit in weird positions. And I have to right. tell you, when I first started to learn meditation, I couldn't even sit up straight. I was so sick and so depressed. I started lying down, exactly what the teachers tell you not to do. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I did it anyway, and to this day, I still don't sit in lotus position. I sit in a chair with my feet on the floor. Oh, me too. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so, so glad you said that because I really can't sit in lotus position myself personally, and, and whenever we're, like everyone has to sit on the floor, I have to put one like this way and one like that way, but yeah, I meditate all the time, and I always do it in a chair, so it, it's great to hear that you say that. Yeah, I mean, just I feel like with some of these things, it's it doesn't matter how you do it, just just do it, just right. get it done, and if right. that's the way you do it. And I started out with um, listening to recorded meditations because I couldn't quiet my mind, mm. and then pretty soon my body, the cellular memory, realized, okay, we're sitting in the chair now, and I would slowly be able to let go of the recorded meditation and just start to clear my mind, mm. and. You know, they call it a practice for a reason. Yes. It takes a long time. I've been meditating for 20 years, and sometimes I still have days where 
the clutter comes in. And so I acknowledge it and then send it on its way. So meditate, meditate, meditate is the most important thing in pillar one. The second most important is to um, spend time in nature. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, Mother Earth is a meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sometimes the best meditation you can do is just taking a walk in the woods. Absolutely. And, you know, no matter where you live, even in New York, you have Central Park. So there is nature yes. everywhere. And yes. what that does for you is, I mean, there's nothing more grounding than the trees or the mm-hmm. earth or the grass or the flowers. And so making that connection, and it's just becoming more and more and more important mm-hmm. um, every day as our lives get more busy and there's more road rage and there's just chaos yeah, yeah. and tragedy in the world. So we need to make time to spend time every day in nature. And for me, sometimes it's just in my back garden where I've created mm. sort of an oasis and I've got a fountain and a nice chair oh, nice. and an umbrella. Yeah. That's all I get that day. Then, then I'll take that. But um, <laughs> pillar one is really all about um, clearing your mind. Yes, but also connecting and grounding to yourself. Wonderful. And it's Wonderful. a vital part of my program, and it's one of my action steps. For I sure. See. So, so I remember before you said you you had there's homework in this book. So, like this isn't just a book that you sit down and you read straight through. Like this is a book that gives you homework and makes you actually do things. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> because um, so, as you know, and your listeners know, that thoughts alone will not change your life, yes. but adding action steps into it do. So it's in the doing that we change, and so because my whole life had been set up to wire my brain for depression and anxiety and all of my self-sabotaging behaviors, I needed Mm -hmm. to rewire my brain. And the only way I could rewire my brain and stay off meds is to take these action steps um, to be counter to the way I was wired. Mm -hmm. And so by taking these action steps every day in my pillars, I was able to heal my brain. And I've been off meds since um, 2001, so about 17 years. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so, so I guess this is something we should have touched upon earlier. You were actually on a bunch of medications before you started doing all these things, and it's through these practices that you were able to wean yourself off of your medications. Yes, yes. And um, to make it real clear, I was I'm still seeing a, a doctor, and he was, we'll mm-hmm. talk about this later, he was giving me some natural supplements, ah. um, because you can't just go, I've tried it, you shouldn't go cold turkey off your meds yes. unsupervised, yes. and I did that, and it's very dangerous, and, um, well, quite frankly, it's hideous, yeah. and it's yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like so going through uh, this, withdrawal. Absolutely, yes, and it's 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 not a pretty picture. So we need to do everything slowly and with guidance for mm-hmm. sure. But yes, I was on every antidepressant available at the time and mm. anti-anxiety meds. And I had a nice cocktail going and wow. um, was working the system mm-hmm. and wasn't seeing a psychiatrist. I was just going to my regular doctor and he, they were refilling my prescription and not attending to, you know, the issue underneath, which was, why are you depressed? Right. Right, right. Yeah, not getting to the heart of the matter. Okay, right. uh, we only this is only an hour show, so we got to move yep. along a little bit. Second pillar: nurture one's spirit. Yeah, and so this one is really talking a lot about the journaling process, and there's a lot and why we self sabotage, healing your fear, and there's a lot of writing assignments here. Uh, so it's really important for us to put pen to paper because. When you're just thinking your thoughts, if you have a thought you're uncomfortable with, what do you do? You shove it away, right? That's mm-hmm. our ego wants right. to shove it away. Right. But when you put pen to paper, you slow down. Your brain relaxes, you feel safe, and what comes out on paper is very different than what you would think with your thoughts. Right. And it becomes sort of this safe vessel to work out your issues. So journaling for me, meditation is my number one, journaling is my number two tool. Mm. It's absolutely, I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of all of my old journals. And for me, going back to read what I wrote, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, 
I can weep for that person that I was then, and I can see mm. how how far I've come and how I've transformed. Mm. So, you know, giving it to the page is is really really important. And I talk a lot about healing fear and why we self sabotage and how we self sabotage. And believe me, I was an expert. I say in the book I was the CEO of sabotage, queen saboteur, mm. because. I mean, sometimes I wasn't even on to my own tricks. I was so tricky about yeah. sabotaging my life. So. <laughs> Funny how we're like that. We're like, oh, I'm going to make sure I don't do that, and I'm going to do it in such a way I don't even realize I'm doing it. Yeah, we're very clever as humans. Yes, we are. We are, absolutely. <laughs> okay, third pillar focuses on the body. Yes, yeah, strengthen your body. So I don't know about you New Yorkers, but out here in California, we're all about you know, detoxing and going on cleanses, and, <laughs> and that's all great. But um, we also need to build our body up, especially yes. if we're going to go off meds. And so supplementing our body with some of the more natural ways of getting the serotonin, yes. Yes. especially in the beginning. Yes. And then um, proper nutrition, uh, getting rid of sugar, uh you know, oh, absolutely. Maybe totally at first, and then it, adding a little bit back in. You, you know, I just started recently doing something called intermittent fasting that a friend of mine told me about. Hmm. And uh, it, it's where you basically only eat during an eight-hour period of the day so that there's 16 hours in between your last meal of one day and the first meal of the next day. And the reason why you do this is so that your body... Um, starts to break down the fat and, and goes into ketosis and, and is a way of kind of helping the body to come back to sort of a, a better equilibrium. And I started feeling really lousy after doing it for about a week. And I talked to my friend about it and he's like, do you normally eat a lot of carbs? And I had to admit, well, yeah, I am kind of a carb addict. And he goes, well, you're basically going through a sugar detox mm -hmm. because the body naturally turns carbs into sugar right away. And it's a very easy form of energy. And, and I could, and, and I mean, I know like sugar is in everything. I, I'm pretty good. I don't add sugar to anything, but I know there's sugar in many of the things that I eat, but still I could not believe like how much I felt like I was detoxing sugar in my body. Yeah. It actually feels like you have the flu for a while, doesn't it? When you're going yeah. through that, and it's pretty miserable. Yeah. Sugar is really interesting. Um, when I first went off it, I went off it completely. And now mm. I have chocolate cake if I want to, if I feel okay. like it. I, you know, it's fine. Um, but sugar, and nobody will say this out loud, but I will be brave and say it. Sugar suppresses Sweet. our feelings. Ah. It is really like a medication in itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It helps throw the blanket over you so that you don't have to feel your feelings. Right. And that's kind of sugar's really sort of evil story but right. again we don't need to avoid it completely right. we need to have our little treats but there are healthier ways to have it but mm -hmm. people can get to the point where if they want a piece of cake once in a while it's fine it's just daily right you know right. cakes and cookies and candy bars and right. reading labels and when you're really starting to heal it's just a good idea to get rid of it so that you can see what you're left with then in your body it's like okay this is my body when I'm not on sugar. How does it feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, a treat is supposed to be a treat. If it's a daily, it's not a treat. It's a habit. Right. But a treat right. is something you have once in a while. Exactly. So, right. Okay, wonderful. Well, I, I, we're going to have to hold the last pillar, which is one I really want to talk about, community. Um, but we're going to have to hold that until after this break. So okay. everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Madison Taylor, author of the book Unmedicated and co-founder of the website Daily Ohm, which you've all heard about. Okay, so we've talked about the first three pillars. I'm really excited to talk about this fourth pillar, finding your tribe. Yes, so this one is all about community. Yeah. And... One of the first steps is called call a friend. Mm. And it sounds silly, but when I was in deep depression or having anxiety, I didn't call a friend because I thought I didn't want to burden them. I didn't want to bring them down. And so I ended up being very, very lonely. And I think there's a lot of lonely people in the world. and we aren't meant to walk this path alone. Absolutely. Look at animals. Look at horses. You were talking about horses earlier. Yes. I have a horse. I'm an equestrian. Ooh. And he likes to have a friend around. When he doesn't have sure. a friend or be in a herd, he freaks out. Mm-hmm. He knows. He yeah. knows that having friends are safe for him. It's his protection and that there's safety in the herd. But as humans, we always think, oh, I can do it alone. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Or, and really what's under that is I'm not good enough. Exactly. And so what happens is we tend to go into isolation because of our feelings of not feeling worthy. And um, we, need, we need to reach out to people. And, you know, I really like to reverse things. I think, mm-hmm. what if my good friend was having a hard time and she had these feelings and chose not to reach out to me? I would mm-hmm. feel devastated that she chose not to reach out to me. Right. So, you know, that's a nice little trick you can do is to sometimes reverse it. How would you right. feel in your friend's shoes? So right. exactly. um, I find that I need a couple of dates a week with girlfriends. And I'm not talking on the phone mm-hmm. or email. I'm talking in person. I call them tea dates. I don't mm. drink coffee. I drink tea. Me too. So, me too. You know, seeing people face to face, there's just, nothing like it and there's healing that happens when you are in community and connection with one person or with many people and I was listening to an NPR um, um, story a little while ago and they were talking to people that lived to be over 100 years old and it they weren't over 100 years old because they had quit drinking or were eating right. right. They were over 100 years old because <laughs> they had they community. Were people per- yes, they were people people. <laughs> yes. And they had community. And they said that's why they're alive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is something, and it's so funny because I've become very conscious of this in the last four years since I started doing this shamanic work that I'm now uh, training to be a facilitator in. And community is a big part of this work. 
And after like kind of understanding the importance of community and having our tribe around us, I began to look, reflect back on my life and saw that in, in these different things that I was involved with in my life, I was attempting to create community. And in a ways I did have community for a period of time, but it just never lasted. And now I'm in the process of creating a, a what I hope to be lasting community. But it, it is absolutely, I've, I've had that personal experience of how when we are working on our process in community, working with other people, how much more um, powerful it is because we're having the experience of being with others, of, of letting our crap hang out and still being okay and still being safe and still being accepted and how healing that was that it's so much more healing than just healing with a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting is uh, this is more food for thought, actually, is... Um, we tend to get people in our community, in our inner circle, that are like us or similar to us, right. which is natural. Um, Brené Brown talks a lot about that creating what's called an echo chamber. When you mm. get too many people around you that are just like you, have the same thoughts as you, uh, you don't learn anything new. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things why, like, m my, my wife is my greatest companion and my greatest challenge because we are <laughs> such opposite people. And so, uh, and she thinks very differently from me. So I know it, it's, uh, I, she's not going to let me get away with anything so easily and she's not just going to yes me. A and at the same time, because it's like that opposite and complementary aspect, I learned so much from that. That's right. We don't want to surround ourselves with yes people. Even with me, I have about 17 employees. I don't want them to agree with me on everything. I want them to disagree with me if they feel right. that they do disagree and to be honest with me and tell me the truth. Otherwise, that's not serving anybody. Right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Wonderful, wonderful. So, so your book kind of takes the readers through all these four pillars. What kind of response have you gotten from people so far about what it's like to go through all this? I mean, you have your own personal experience because this was mm -hmm. your journey. Uh, but what kind of feedback have you gotten from other people who have applied this to their lives? Yes, well, the emails are starting to come in. Um, <laughs> you know, we're all on different levels. So some people are just, I have read your book. I loved it. And I know by them saying that, that they have not applied the program. They're not working the steps, I can tell. And that's fine. They're not ready yet. Right. And I'm, the other email is, oh, I'm on pillar one, or oh, I'm on pillar two, and they're telling me what changes are happening in their, in their lives and how they're shifting. And, you know, so it, it really does work, but it only works if you work it like a program. It's really like an alcoholic has to work a 12-step uh. program. Um you know, we need to take take action in our lives. And I always tell people, you know, we live in a 3D world, right? Yes. If you stub your toe, you're going to say, ow, or throw out the F word because it hurts. Right. And that's because we're in a 3D universe. We're Absolutely. not living in a 5D universe. If we were in 5D, we'd be in spirit, not in a body. Right. So because we're in the 3D world, we have to follow the rules of Earth, of 3D, and as you talk about a lot, that is taking physical action steps. Yes. And so the people that are working the program and taking these action steps are the people that are seeing the results. And, you know, this can unfold as slowly or as quickly as you want it. This can go on. Um, you can see unfoldment for years, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like the proverbial onion. There's Yes. Um, infinite layers, right? You right, can never right. just keep peeling, 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 and you can go as deep as you want. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, this is a life's work, right? This is the great work, which takes a lifetime and then some. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, and, 
Go ahead. Madison, it, it, it's, we're coming close to the end of our show. I just wanted to um, uh, have you tell the audience where they could find your, your book. Where can they find Unmedicated? So I love independent booksellers or buying them in person instead of having things mailed so you can get them at your local bookstore. Or Unmedicated is available on Amazon, for those of you that love Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dailyome is selling it yet. It has, Dailyome has my other books. Ah, uh, um, okay. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. All right, wonderful, wonderful. And we'll when I, we we post the podcast up, we'll have links to uh, your website and to to the books on on um, on Amazon. Um, right. And I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to come on the show. And it, when you make it back to New York City, you have to get in touch with me, and I'm going to take you out to Alice's Teacup, and we could have a cup of tea together. I'll be there in August. I'll take you up on it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yes, I would love to. I would love to. And maybe we'll, we'll get you in studio then and, uh, and, and get you live in studio. Wonderful. Thanks, Sam. Okay. Thank you so much, Madison. Really appreciate it. You have yourself a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And uh, I also just want to uh, give a good shout-out, quick shout-out to uh, some more of my viewers on the Facebook Live. Um, Cole, thank you. Yes, the body doesn't lie. It always knows. And Annalise, I haven't seen you in a while, Annalise. hope you're doing well. Um, and I also just want to let people know, I mean, although I will be ending the, the Facebook Live video, I'm going to be starting another one right away because I have another special edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour coming up for you next, right after this one. So if you're listening on talkradio.nyc, don't go anywhere um, because I have another show, live show coming up next. If you're on the Facebook Live, you just got to give me a minute or two because I'm going to end this video and start a new one. And I want you to listen for the special broadcast because I have a special announcement uh, that uh, just to give you guys a little warning about something coming up soon. So, so stay tuned and I will talk to you in three and a half minutes. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, this is Bruce Chamoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network 